Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your host, Eddie Rye Jr. And I must say that I need to have uh, uh, Roger Evans who helped help me out. Uh, we got ready to get on the Zoom for the program today and said I needed an update. And I think Miss Angela, my daughter, has the, the password, and I have to catch up with her later. But tomorrow is, uh, is Veterans Day. It's a national holiday, a federal holiday. And uh, we always acknowledge I'm a veteran myself. I wouldn't stand as long as a lot of other people, but I did get on discharge. I was invited to go to, to Officers Canada School, but in 1960, Officers Canada School was in Georgia, and I had lived in Louisiana from 50 to, uh, until I was 10 years old. I was not ready to return to segregation under any circumstances. But my first guest is Ray Miller, who just informed me, in addition to me and the chair of the NAACP's uh, Armed uh, Service and Veterans Committee, he is now the president of the Sam Bruce chapter of the Tuskegee Airmen for Seattle. So, uh, uh, Raymond, you know, you're wearing a lot of hats. But we really appreciate the work you're doing in the community. Uh, why don't you share a little bit about your experience as an Air Force veteran, uh, what, how, what, how you encountered that, and uh, share, let our listeners know uh, a little bit about what you had to go through. Um, thank you, Eddie. When I came out to, when I moved out to Seattle, Washington, uh, as a young man of 18 years old, um, I got kind of lucky because uh, I arrived with $31 in my pocket, two pair of shoes, two pair of pants, and three shirts. And luckily, I got hired by Boeing uh, two weeks after I was here in the Seattle. In Seattle, and then after working for Boeing for a year and a half, I decided I couldn't get around get around the world by building 747 airport planes. So one afternoon, I walked out of the, the Boeing factory and enlisted in the United States Air Force to go around the world. I had dreams of wanting to become an astronaut and a pilot. None of those happened, but uh, those are my dream. The, the Air Force took me um, uh, from a little poor kid to around the world. Uh, 19, four years after I was um, in the Air Force, I got invited to meet uh, the President of the United States in Frankfurt, Germany and uh, took me around the world. I had a wonderful career in the United States Air Force, served until I retired 20 some years, 21 years. And uh, then I came back home and uh, went to work for the Department of Veterans Affairs where I started working with uh, with veterans and uh, became a addiction therapist and a counselor and a, and a psychologist and started working with veteran with post-traumatic stress disorder so it's been a uh, it has been a wonderful career for me. Uh, I uh, love being in the military. It got me around in love every day. But uh, we was in some war zones at sometimes. Uh, was in a plane crash at one point. Uh, but everything was uh, I think it was a good it was a good choice for me. It helped me grow up. I went to twenty six different countries. Met a lot of great people of all walks of life. And. Uh, and then, and, and, you know, it's Veterans Day and the day that we, we think there are 30 million veterans that we have in our country right now today for their service and sacrifice. Being in the military, even in the best of times, is difficult, but um, it helped me grow up and it helped me become the person that I am today. Now, you know, we hear a lot about, uh, 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 especially, I guess, the VAs and a lot of things about, you know, you see veterans that are, who are homeless. And do you think enough is being done for these folks who put their lives on the line for, for this country? Um, no, no, and enough, enough. I mean, every every elected official that you ever talk to says that they're going to take care of their veterans. We're going to take care of our veterans, and we're going to do great things for our veterans. And um, while it, it, I mean, how can you do enough for people who? They put their life on the line for you. How? What can you do? Uh, we have too many homeless veterans. We have too many people uh, uh, with mental disorders, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, from combat-related or 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 otherwise related or military-related traumas. And uh, no, they we're not doing we're not doing enough for, for our veterans. But um, uh, we do have the Department of Veterans Affairs with a two hundred fifty billion dollar year budget. That um, uh, but that's you got thirty million men and women who put in who send in combat 
uh, and um, their life had changed forever. Forever, while we was out there, while everybody else out there was working and securing their family's future, we was out fighting in your wars and doing all the other things that you asked us to do. Uh, living in foreign countries, living in, in tents, sleeping in tents, sleeping in the woods, people shooting at us, we shooting at other people, living on ships, flying in space, and uh, uh, yeah, it's the, the it's it's they everybody tries, but we can't cut with when it comes up short. So, I mean, how does that square? How, what do you think uh, the current black men and women in the military? in all the countries you just mentioned, what do you think, how do you think they feel if someone from uh, Iraq comes up to them and say, why are you over here? Uh, your people came and voted home. Uh, I mean, how, do you, how does that make a military, uh, black men, black men and women in South Korea, Japan, Germany, England, uh, the Middle East, they're all over defending everybody else's freedom, but yet at, right here in the United States of America, they and their people are facing voter suppression, gerrymandering, and, you know, uh, CNN goes around the world, so everybody knows what's going on. So how would that make an African-American in the United States military on foreign soil fighting for someone else's freedom to be hearing that their folks can't, don't have the right to vote? Well, I, I think a lot of, a lot of uh, some people would have some problem with that. Uh, you know, we've been fighting in this war since, for this country, we've been fought in every war. We've been served at every level. Um, at one point, we had a segregated military. At uh, some point, we had where people were for between nineteen, between nineteen twenty and nineteen forty-two, uh, African Americans couldn't even list in the Navy, um, or couldn't be a part of the United States Navy. Um, that's a difficult question to ask. It is. This is our country. Uh, we would we say with Tuskegee Airmen, what we say is. We want a double victory. Uh, we overcame racism and segregation as well as fascism during World War II when we fought and became the first African-Americans to be able to fly planes. And when they said that we weren't smart enough to fly, fly, plane, fly planes, but the Tuskegee Airmen has the best uh, combat fighter record of any other service. The 399th and the 332nd and the 99th fighter wings are the most accomplished in American history. And there were black pilots who were told they couldn't fly. So, um, you know, uh, this is the American spirit experiment. Uh, mm -hmm. Good God, we are not, we're not where we're going to be. Dr. King told us that we're going to have some difficult times ahead. We're in difficult times. We're not where we were before. Uh, my my grandfather tell me the the story where they used to have they used to have to dig holes at night and and go out at night and learn how to read and write. He was the first person. In our family, he said that he went to real school, and what that means, he went to public school. Mm -hmm. That was in 1905 or 1906, I believe it was, uh, when he was six or seven years old. But he had, they had to, but they couldn't, you know. And so, um, and he served in World War One, and he fought both of my grandfathers served in World War One. My uh, father and uncle, and uncles for fought in World War Two. I had an uncle in in the Korean War and uh, cousins and we didn't have a, we didn't have a, a, a presence in this country and, and fighting in wars in my family since uh, 1775. So we have always been a part of this country fighting and helping my family. Uh, yeah, like my so daughter Angela yeah. said, yeah. we built this joint for free, talking about the 254 years of slavery and then people right. will say, why do they want something for nothing? Uh, well, give me a down yeah. payment on 254 years, let us talk. We got a couple of minutes left. I want you to talk about uh, this first uh, uh, first Sam Bruce breakfast is coming up on Saturday. Uh, it's simply soulful, and somebody calls him. Man, you got a CD on the uh, on the address. <laughs> so, well, that's for Central District. It used to be. If y'all forgot already, it's too bad. They forgot Dave, the CD you to, uh, Tell us about that right quick. Yeah. Oh, well, this is the this is our Veteran Day. Tomorrow, you know, tomorrow is Veterans Way, and this is our way of of honoring veterans that come out and say uh, have breakfast. Uh, if you're a veteran, you you get a you get the free, and we're gonna just it's a just event to bring some veterans together, our the people, the community together to say thank you to our veterans for the outstanding for their service and sacrifice to their to our country, and just to say that uh we're gonna be at the simply simply soul restaurant, 
2321 South Jackson Street in Seattle, Washington, between 9.30 and 11.30 a.m. Saturday morning. So if you're a veteran or if you're not, uh, just come on out and say hello and thank our veterans. So the Sam Bruce chapter is trying to be a, a vocal part of the community to make sure that not only do we serve our community, but we give back to our community and, um, and we are a part of this community. Well, I would love to participate, but I'll, I'll come by and say hi. Uh, very important event happening for the Rye family on Saturday at 11 o'clock. Uh, the lady that was responsible for uh, taking care of Angela T. Rye when she was uh, in preschool, Ms. Mark Margaret Baden, has passed away. And us services at Goodwill uh, on Saturday at 11 o'clock a.m. And we hold her near and dear to our hearts. So I want to make sure I mention that. Uh, so, uh, Ray, I really appreciate all the work you're doing, man. And, and, uh, and you know, I got to come by and give give the veterans a shout out. And you know, when you guys in these battles, you know, we all have to get together, you know, and make sure that our veterans are taken care of. They get a lot of lip service, and people want to use them all the time. But when I drive out of VA hospital and see some of those homeless veterans outside in the campers, it makes you sick to your stomach. All they've gone right. through, you know, and uh, it's like uh, mental health is just a, a, a secondary kind of item. It shouldn't be that way. I just saw a story on TV the other night about uh, uh, people with mental uh, conditions being placed in solitary confinement corrections institutions. So there's a lot of changes need to happen. So, uh, Ray, thank you very much, man. I really appreciate all the work you're doing. And keep the veterans in people's face because right now uh, there's some many skirmishes going on. But uh, our people fought and died in the major wars, everyone this country has ever fought. Uh, so, and some folks, you know, want to think that we want something for nothing. And, uh, so a lot of them just got here. So we'll leave right. that alone for another day and another time. So thank right. you, Ray. Thank appreciate you, man. All right. Appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Now, I don't know if we have Miss Eileen Asparis on as of yet. I'm here, Eddie. Oh, oh you are there. Okay. The vice president, <laughs> uh, of mission at, uh, Evergreen Goodwill, which is also known was formerly known as the Seattle Goodwill. So Miss Eileen is uh, Vice President. Why don't you give us a little background on the Goodwill structure itself, and then we're going to talk about your duties and responsibilities as Vice President of Mission. Thanks, Eddie. Thank you again for having me. So I'm always cognizant of my own experience, you know, the importance of equitable access and employment. So having an opportunity to work at Goodwill as their Vice President of Mission is both humbling and a privilege because mission is really about removing barriers for our students and making sure they attain and keep a quality job anywhere in the community through our free job training and education. And so folks are always wondering what is barriers? So barriers are situations that hold our students back to attend or complete their training, such as lack of transportation, food, needing to attend court appointments, lacking Wi-Fi connectivity or housing insecurities. So we're very mindful and we acknowledge the systemic inequities that have created barriers for many of our students. And it's not gonna go away anytime soon or overnight. So we work one-on-one -on -one with them to provide support and remove those barriers to achieve their employment goals. Now, uh what is offered in terms of making sure that these uh, individuals do succeed in the training program? Is that through their stipend? Uh, what is yeah. the motivating factor? Absolutely. So our mission is always a surprise to many people, as we're mostly known through our thrift stores. But those proceeds support the advancement of our mission, which is the core of our nonprofit. And the classes we have are contextualized because we're really mindful also that we know the future of workforce are ch is changing and we don't want any of our students to be left behind. So we're very mindful in the design of competency-based curriculum for our students. So we are actually making sure that we are preparing them for high demand jobs and also making sure that they're skilled up to meet the future workforce and also for the local employers. So we have sector pathways, whether it's gonna be for manufacturing, uh, STEM for computers, as well as making sure they have basic essentials on customer service or even basic English. So they can actually understand how to get to their job provide customer service and communicate with their supervisors as well as donors or guests, depending on their positions. 
uh, give me give our listeners an idea of uh, how long and what kind of uh, you mentioned. Uh, I guess some technology classes and other classes. What kind of training programs are offered, and how can people access the information if they want to boost themselves up or acquire some additional skills? Absolutely. So we've been in the community for almost 100 years across five counties. And recently, we added a mobile classroom to go where the students are. So whether they're in rural areas or sovereign nation, we provide computer basic essentials. So making sure they know how to connect to their hardware, computers, as well as understanding how to navigate um, their LinkedIn or even create a Gmail or create a profile so they can apply for a job. And at the same time, preparing them for those Zoom calls or Teams calls because that is the future of interviews these days. So we also help them one-on-one with that. In addition to that, Microsoft Office Suite, whatever their goals are to keep and retain that job, that's what we'll do. Um, In addition to that, you know, many of our students come from many different walks of life. Pre-pandemic times, we actually, you know, served over 6,000 students in our adult basic education and youth programs starting at 16 years old. Our students are 83% people of color, represents over 20 different languages, and are immigrants or refugees and are justice involved. So no matter where someone is in their education or their career and wants a job, our doors are open. And they can absolutely just go to any Goodwill's job training and education center, and we'll be there to support and help them secure employment. And if you do shop and donate at Goodwill, we wanna thank you because your proceed does help our students find quality jobs to provide for themselves and their families. Give us an idea of uh, what areas uh, were you seeing to be most successful in terms of placing students, and I don't know if you're allowed to mention companies' names that you're working with <laughs> or other businesses that you're working with, but give us an idea of uh, uh, the length of training and uh, what, where you see the most success uh, coming out of your program. Absolutely. So, you know, the unique um, approach that we have is we're very culturally responsive and student-centered. So every student has a case manager as an instructor and an employment specialist. So I'll give you an example of one of our youth programs, which is our youth aerospace. We partner very closely with Boeing on this. And so we train many of our students in our aerospace program in their last two years of their high school. And so we go ahead and provide them the training, expose them to the sector, make sure that they graduate on time, and at the same time, provide them some work-life skills balance and understand the importance of education and higher ed. We've had several students, well, let me just say 98% of our students have all graduated and have gone to either employment opportunities or have gone to higher ed, which is a very high number for us is the students we serve are the ones that a lot of folks say that they are the statistics, but not to us. These students have so much potential and they've proven time and time again of what they've accomplished. One of our students um, graduated on time, became an intern with us, and now is working full-time at Boeing. And uh, so uh, Boeing seems to be, well, I guess they're really going to be hiring lately. I've been, I have to drive by the Renton facility (laughs) and I see that the empty garages are now filled with cars. So uh, what other companies uh, uh, do you have the most success with in terms of your uh, trainees coming out of the Goodwill program. Absolutely. So it's not just, you know, it's really these tech sectors as well as local mom and pops, as well as medium-sized organizations and nonprofits. You know, we really are looking for partners and employers in public and private sector. We also have our partners, you know, which is our retail. Our retail is also a great on-the-job training for many of our students to really look at some of their soft skills to really skill up and then get back out there. We've had employers from you know, Amazon, Walmart, Safeway. And of course, we've had some also with other folks in, you know, getting some training from Microsoft Office Suite and looking at internships there as well. But we're very open to more to make sure that we provide um, the trainings as well as skill up uh, for the students we serve. 
Now, give our listeners the contact information in the event there's someone that's interested or has a relative or friend uh, that's looking for a possibility to uh, uplift themselves by receiving additional training, because you're saying that uh, your folks seem to be moving right on once they get the training. you got a 98% graduation rate. That's probably one of the highest in the country. So congratulations <laughs> on that. But why don't you share that information with our listening audience? Sure. So we're in five counties. We're in King, Kitsap. We're also in Skagit, Snohomish, and Whatcom. So if you just call us or come visit us at the King um, Center, which is our headquarters, right down here in Dearborn. And this is actually the largest um, retail store, Goodwill, in the world. And so you can't miss it. It's in the Court of Dearborn, and our headquarters is right across the street. It's on 700 Dearborn Place. And if you want to call us, you can call us at 206-860-5755. And we'll connect you to a case manager, an instructor, or an employment specialist to achieve your goals. How many uh, uh, clients and students uh, do you have? Uh, is it about a quarterly basis? Uh, let's say, how, what did you do? You were there last year, correct? Correct. Well, how many students did you graduate last year? You said you had a very high graduation rate. How many students are, are we talking about? Yeah, so our students last year, it's pandemic, so it's definitely lower than pre-pandemic oh, yes, times. Right. So, yeah, so but we're very honored as well as really humbled to sh share, despite all of our capacity and staffing, you know, vacancy, we served 4,012 students and we did a placement about 488 placements and our education placement was a 13% increase at 175. We also do credentials earned because we partner with many community colleges locally. And what college, what local community colleges do you partner with? We partnered with Renton Tech, Shoreline, as well as Everett. So we okay. also make sure that we are uh, providing high school 21 or GED, also uh, pre-apprenticeship construction trade programs. So making sure that we create a pathway or a pipeline for our students. So it just doesn't stop here. It's really a catalyst for many of our students to see their potential and opportunity if they want to pursue higher education. Now, are all the classes conducted at the Dearborn campus? It is. So, well, again, five counties, five centers. So we do have classes here as well. And then, of course, in all of our other four centers, we also have a mobile classroom. So we definitely have capacity to provide outside the four walls if students want us or the community wants us out there. And so we have different um, classes. Of course, they're also online because we also provide a list of classes. Depending on what level learner um, the student is, we make sure that we place them in the appropriate class so they can be successful. Well, Eileen Paris, I really do thank you for sharing that information with the listening audience and individuals who are looking for an opportunity. Uh, you can uh, go to what website, ma'am, and get information? Please go to Evergreen Goodwill. And there's a lot of information on any of our job training and education. All right, Eileen, thank you very much. I'll talk with you soon. Thanks, Eddie. Take care. Okay. Okay. All right. I want to let everybody know that uh, Urban Forum Northwest is uh, sponsored and brought to you by the City of Seattle's Purchasing and the Construction Services Office, Sound Transit's Office of Civil Rights, Diversity, and Inclusion, the Port of Seattle's Diversity Contracting Office, SeaTac uh, Bar Group, LLC, and they have the uh, uh, shops out on Concourse 8, uh, Africa Lounge, and the Mountain Room Bar. And also uh, uh, want to remind folks that uh, the Na that, uh, Northwest African American Museum is doing a uh, event on Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. It'll be uh, virtual. It'll be in Spokane Gonzaga University. It'll feature the great, great, great grandson of Nat Turner, uh, Bruce Turner. So that'll be at 6 p.m. You go to NAM's uh, YouTube page or either go to their website and get the information. And I also want to send out a, a shout of condolence to my classmate, Clifton Evans, who passed away. And uh, it'll be a private uh, family service for him. So, Eric, we're going to take a break and come back after this. Why sit in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. 
whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill and the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport. Link Live Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity of Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. All right, Eddie Ride back at Urban Forum Northwest. Want to let everybody know about uh, Women of Wonder uh, Gallery is hosting a private screen of Wakanda Gala, uh, inducting uh, Day Charlene Williams into the Wakanda Hall of Fame. Uh, that's going to be on uh, uh, for tomorrow, Friday, the 11th of November. The movie starts at 3.30. But you need to get a ticket, and uh, so I would suggest that you uh, try to hook up with Kiawatha uh, D or uh, Veronica Berry. Uh, I'm trying to – it's on the front page of the fact, so if you really want to get the information, you can get that there. The other thing that's happening is that uh, there's a notice of the Seattle King County NAACP branch elections, and that's going to be held uh, Saturday, November 19th and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. It's a virtual It will be coordinated by the National Office of the NAACP, and uh, you must be a member of Good Standing the Branch 30 days prior to the election. Somebody told me I had to be a member in April, so I'd have missed out. Okay. Anyway, I don't know if we have Sade yet, do we? Okay, she's hopping on Zoom right now. So uh, anyway, uh, that that article is on the front page of the Seattle Medium, and there's other interesting articles. I was seeing this one about the HUD complaints, and I know that – the, the the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development should be getting all over that. Also, I want to also extend another congratulatory note to Eric McCurdy, uh, who has been confirmed as uh, a, so, Assistant Vice President and Director of Athletics for Cal State University, Dominguez Hills, and he was one of the guys who got unseriously shown out of the Seattle School District under the in, leadership, or I should say the dysfunctional leadership of the last superintendent, but I'll leave that alone for another day. So uh, do we have Ms. Sade yet? She's going to be talking about uh, uh, the January 6th, 16th, 2023, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. holiday celebration and what's going to be happening there. Usually, without the pandemic now, we can go back to having in-person events like the Opportunity Fair, where you can come and possibly leave with something more than you, you came there with. That means a job with information about a contract. And then there's also going to be the workshops, the rally in the, in the, the Garfield Gym, and then there will be a march. And I guess that destination has not been determined as of yet, but usually it uh, always makes a significant point. So I know I'll be talking to K.L. Shannon. She'll be giving me an update. She usually is one of the logistics coordinators that IDs uh, the end of the march where they're going to have this always a, a second rally. And this year they're talking about even having food uh, trucks, but uh, I still want some EZLs at the end of the march. You know? So I'll be pushing on that. And then once again on Saturday, 
uh, November 12th, the first Sam Bruce breakfast. Sam Bruce is one of the Tuskegee Airmen, and there's a Seattle chapter. And I know there was another gentleman who was a Tuskegee Airman uh, who uh, went to St. Therese. And uh, she's on now? Okay, and that's Mr. Al Fallon. I want to give him a shout-out to He's a Tuskegee Airman as well. Uh, Shadi Moore, the president, I mean the chair of uh, the Martin Luther King Organizing Coalition. How are you doing? I'm good. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but I can't see you. I, I didn't know how to update my Zoom, so I, it's a good thing I had a phone. I couldn't get the Zoom on the phone either. So uh, the time is, is counting down. It's November right now. January 16th will be here in no time. And I know you guys have all the work done prior to Christmas. So yes. uh, let our listeners know where you are right now. Where is the committee uh, with the planning for the January 16th, 2023 MLK holiday? Yeah, so uh, again, thank you for having me on today, Eddie. I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to give the community an update on our planning and what we're doing and kind of what our vision is for the upcoming event year. Uh, So like you had mentioned, um, the annual 40th event will be on January 16th. Um, We are very happy to announce that we will be back inside of Garfield. Uh, So we're working through uh, the administrative um, elements and phases into securing Garfield as usual. Um, It's been two years since we've been in the school due to COVID and other, uh, you know, global um, uh, events that have taken place in our community and nationally. Um, But this year, again, it's our 40th event, um, and our theme is going to be called 40 Years of Continuing Dr. King's Mission. And what that means is there has been over 400 years of oppression of Black, Indigenous, and people of color, which includes human trafficking, enslavement, uh, genocide, torture, uh, disenfranchisement, uh, segregation, imprisonment, um, and so much more. And yet none of these uh, have ever broken the spirit of our people to achieve justice and equity. Um, 2023 marks 40 years, as mentioned, that the residents of Seattle and King County have had to continue to honor the legacy and the mission of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. um, with the rally, march, internships, and a job fair, which will be coming back this year, which we're looking really forward to. Uh, The first 40 years were but the beginning. Um, Seattle's annual MLK celebration does aim to inspire uh, this the future generations as well as this generation to live up to Dr. King's dream of achieving the beloved community. Um, This year we are coming together again on the anniversary of Dr. King's birthday, honoring the past and the countless champions who came before stood alongside and have continued after King was taken from us fighting for both our present and our future because an injustice anywhere is a threat to injustice everywhere. So that's a little bit about why we chose the theme that we did um, right now, we are working with Meany Middle School on um, creating our, our logo design this year. Um, I know I heard you talk about what the food will look like. Um, we have some food trucks, food truck options, but yes, indeed, we will still be having that support from Azelle, so that is not changing. We have already been linking with Azelle's to kind of go over planning for next year and what the drop-offs Yay. will look like. Um, we will not be doing the community meal inside of Garfield. However, we will be having food local at the rally. So this is something similar to what we did last year. Um, we had a roughly, I think, between 15 to 20 volunteers. We had a table where we handed out uh, boxed meals. Uh, Izell's was one of them. We had a couple of other community Black-owned businesses that supported us as well. Um, and yeah, so um, we there's just a lot of great things to expect for this upcoming year. We have quite a few community members working on our programming. Um, we have some wonderful um, young people who are part of our internship program uh, who will be putting on a great uh, event uh, the Sunday before, so the 15th. We're going to have a great list of workshops that will be available. We're going to have uh, a variety of different access um, accommodations that will be available for those that need them. Um, and yeah, I mean, the volunteer opportunities will go out, uh, to the public next month. So be on a look, be on a lookout for that, uh, on how you can sign up to help support, uh, the day of, um, so yeah, I mean, and also yeah, as always, web- we are still looking for donors. Yeah. Give the, give the website address and I'm gonna let you know that food truck thing. I was on the committee for the Garfield Centennial. It was held August uh, 27th. And uh, the food truck uh, uh, deal worked really well. 
and they also mm-hmm. had some tables set up right by the food trucks. So yeah. I think that was part of the part of uh, I'll check with Christopher Williams, uh, Superintendent of Seattle Parks, and see if they can get involved with help that because they had the Garfield Teen Center there too. But please, before we have to go, please give folks uh, the website information and uh, how they can get in, get involved. And we also want to have the interns on as well. Okay. Yeah, we'll definitely get the interns on. Um, they presented the other night. They did a great presentation on where they are with all their event planning and marketing. Um, if you want to find out more, visit www.seattlemlkcoalition.org. Also on the website, if you go to our calendar, you'll find a list of all of our meetings. Anyone from the community is welcome to join us and help organize this event. Thank you so much, Madam Chair. You're right on it as usual. I guess that's why you're Madam Chair. So whatever <laughs> I can do, if whatever the OGs can do to help out, let us know. Fundraising, sponsorship, okay, right? Get, it ta- right it takes it. money to do the work. We still got to pay our bills like everyone else. So that right. is the really well, I big raise need. Money. I want to help raise money to make sure that everybody that needs wants to eat can eat and they're not charged any money by the food trucks. That's what I want to cover. I want to cover well, that extent. I'll tell you and this, you MLK, MLK will be paying for the food trucks. So we're not right expecting now. anyone from the community to pay for that. We'll have a number of allocated meals that we'll give out, just as we would do if we were to give out box meals. So we are not mm-hmm. expecting the community to pay for that. However, if they want to, they are more than welcome to do so. I hear you. Okay, well, I'll be on the fundraising committee as usual. And also, uh, uh, congratulations. Just let me know what else I can do and then. We want to uh, have something on, like, as you guys go along, we want to make sure that we have something on this program, keep, get, uh, giving, keeping the community co- uh, informed about your, your progress. So, Shadi, thank you very much. Sure, appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate you, Eddie. Have a wonderful day. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. I'll tell you what, Eric, let's go ahead, let's go ahead and just take a break. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxhops.com. Why sit in bumper-to-bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill in the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. Okay. All right. We're back. We do now have Ms. Regina Glenn, Diversity Inclusion Manager for UMA and Mega Programs. She has some information about some opportunities uh, on two Washington projects that are coming up, uh, the Portage Bay Bridge and the Roanoke Lid Project. And uh, this event is going to be next Thursday on the 17th uh, from 1.30 to 3 p.m. So, Ms. Regina Glenn, why don't you share the information with our listeners? Thank you so much, Eddie. As you mentioned, this is a great opportunity for our community, our minority, small, veteran, and women-owned businesses. This way, the firms will have an opportunity to network with some of the potential prime contractors interested in this project. And to reiterate, it is next Thursday, the 17th, 1.30 to 3 p.m. 
It's in the DocuSign building. Some of you may have known it as the Wells Fargo building at 999 3rd Avenue. We're on the 23rd floor. You should RSVP for that and take a note that RSVP would go right to HTTP colon. You've seen that for registration forward slash forward slash BIT point LY forward slash PBBDSM, as in Portage Bay Bridge, Victory Small Minority. There you go. That's that. how to register. Now, getting there, you might consider public transit a carpool. Downtown can get crowded. The DocuSign parking can get a little crowded. But there's lots of public parking on the streets, and there's garages around. Health and safety is uh, to limit the spread of COVID again. And it's optional now, but masks are encouraged. If you have any questions about this, don't hesitate to contact them. At, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me. Don't cut. Don't hesitate to go to SR five twenty Portage Bay. That's P O R T A G E Bay R F P at Wash dot wa.gov. This is at the beginning of a project that's worth up to $900 million. This is the first part of it. Look forward to having you there. Have any questions, we have those opportunities for you. Let us know. Thank you, Eddie. And uh, is there a percentage goal on this? Is, there a, is this a uh, federally funded DOT project? This is a state-funded project, 3% enforceable goal for veterans, 5% uh, enforceable goals for small businesses, and then we have our state goal, our voluntary goal of 10% for minority and 6% for women. So, but you said they're voluntary, though, so they really don't have to meet it. They can just say, we made an attempt and we didn't get anybody, so that, that'll, that'll be in play again? That'll be an opportunity for them to show us that they're serious about it. But it is voluntary for those two. It is enforceable goals, however, for small businesses and veterans. Okay. Yeah, because Veterans Day is coming up uh, on, on on tomorrow, so it's, hopefully... It's a time. Uh, Thanking them for their services in so many ways. You're right. It's coming up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's good. I, 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 there are some other things I want to talk about, but I think, uh, you know, with the limited time we have, we just want to make sure that people know about this opportunity. And you Absolutely. have to register. It's in person, but you have to register. And uh, if you go to what website to get the registration once again? And that is at HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash BIT dot L-Y forward slash forward slash P B B S excuse me P B B V S M as in Portage right. Bay Bridge. Okay, just text that to me so I can put it on Facebook and share it with people so they can get it. It's kind of right. difficult for me. Thank you very much and uh, thank you for keeping the community and my listeners in, uh, informed on what opportunities could be waiting around the corner. And that's next Thursday between 1.30 and 3 p.m. I will be on this program. I will not be there. So thank you very much, Regina. We appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye now. Okay, Roger Evans. Yes, sir. Hey, Roger is uh, the videographer, director, and producer of the Alegrio Project. And once again, we have somebody to sit up and talk about opportunities. So, Mr. Roger Evans, why don't you take some time and I explain to our folks what the GRIO project's about. Then we'll go into the opportunities for the interns. Yeah. Um, okay. Thank you, Eddie. Um, the Seattle GRIO project is an um, endeavor to preserve um, digitally um, the history of the central area in particular and in uh, its final state um, also to establish a heritage museum for black people in the Pacific Northwest. I'm working with right now uh, Roslyn uh, Northwest um, Pioneer uh, 
black pioneers as well as um, people in the community and where we are preserving um, artifacts like we're di digitizing papers we're also doing oral histories and all of this stuff will be collected and be available online for free so what we're looking for is we're looking for people who want to learn skills people who want to learn how to scan who want to learn how to do photoshop um to actually work camera so this is kind of uh oriented towards young folks but i'll take people of any ages if you want to learn um we are we we're, we're down here at the rain um the columbia city theater we have an office down here um there is pay if you get proficient at it, but there is a training period. So once 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 we bring you on as an intern, it's pay. Pay is eighteen dollars an hour. Um, you can work as much as we can possibly, uh, you know, get, have work for you, and um, you also learn information about your community. Roger, why don't you share with our listeners some of the projects that you've been involved with? Because I looked up, I think, with Martin Luther King the Third was here. You were videoing yes. and a lot of other things. But why don't you just share with our listeners some of the events that you've covered and some of the work you've done? So um, what we've done and projects that are coming up is we're getting ready to um, have a uh, Ma'afa commemorative event that we will show the actual um, film of the Ma'afa when it was um, uh, performed in 2004. Um, we did a four camera shoot back in the day. We're now editing that footage. We're going to have um, a full-blown showing of that um, at several at several locations, and we're going to have a forum where there's refreshments and people get to talk about the experience. Um, that's going to be during Black History Month early next year. Um, I, so I worked with Vivian Phillips with that um, event for several years. Um, also, we've done stuff for Festival Sunjata. We've done stuff, uh, a little bit of stuff for Urban League, for Build. Um, there, you may find a couple of uh, small little videos um, called I Can't Breathe that, um, that were produced for Build that we were talking about, some of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, we also, um, I, um, I also worked for SVI. I was the digital media specialist, um, taught at-risk youth for several years. So we've done a lot of things in the community. So. We want to give back to this community. We want to make sure folks are empowered to tell the story. And that's re really the reason why this website's being built is that we really don't have all the tools to tell our story as effective as we want to. If we want to talk about Liberty Bank, we need information. If we want to talk about uh, Nate Long, we need information. If we want to talk about Powell S. Barnett, we need information. All of this information will be all collected up on this site and you can download old newspaper articles, maybe audio uh, files from these people 10, 15, 20, 40, 50 years ago, and get to use those references to create a documentary or just any kind of presentation you choose. I don't know how far my, my news articles went back that, that I shared, but uh, since the 70s, like, well, early 70s, years, yes, you have, yes, you have 40, 50 year old articles. And, and Eddie had a very decent looking collection. A lot of the papers were in very good condition. We got to scan them. They'll be available for people to download just to maybe see an old relative back when they were, in, you know, when they were a part of the community or maybe something if you want to talk about activism in the 70s, activism in the late 60s, activism in the 80s, you know, how, how, how we were pushing and thriving to build our community. All this information is going to be online and it's going to be free. It, doesn't, it won't cost anybody looking for it anything except the time to go up there, pull it down on your phone, pull it down on your laptop, pull it down on your tablet. And, and, uh, and that's a good resource there. Now, exactly how can and when this is done, how can people access it? Will they have to go to a, a, a specific place or can yes, they just go um, on a, 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 a website? So there'll be several different ways. Um, we're, we're, we're future thinking for um, people who are not really acclimated to technology, but the easiest way will be to go up to the seattlegrillproject.com and you'll be able to download, um, whether it's video files, whether it's transcripts, whether it's um, photographs, and, and there'll, be, uh, you know, there'll be links to just download the information or links to go to other sites that support the information and get it from their sites. Also... 
if you're someone who's really not technically savvy yet, you want some of these tools or some of these items and uh, stuff. If you contact us directly through email or something, we could we could we could possibly send you a DVD or a CD of some of the materials. It'll take longer, but we'll probably have that service available as well. So I mean, I know older folks usually are. Some of us, some of us just are not, a, you know, accustomed to interacting with the digital domain. We're going to have stuff that you'll, you'll have an audio file from an interview, maybe from the '60s, and you can you can just listen to it, and put it in your CD player, and play it as a CD. Maybe you want to just see a video, uh, maybe Eddie Rye as he did an interview. You'll be able to just get a DVD of that interview. And now, again, it'll take a lot longer than if you just use your phone, go up online, get a digital encoding, get to watch okay. it right then. Okay. Well, Roger, we're out of time today, but we're going to have you back on because that's a lot of information we need to have. But in closing, I like the work you're doing, all the assistance you give to me, but I also want to extend condolences to my classmate, your uncle Clifton Evans, who passed away. Yes. So I want to give Thank you a shout out condolences for that as well. So thank you very thank much, you. brother. We appreciate you. All right. Thank you. Okay. Then. All right. Okay. All right, folks. You know, earlier I mentioned that uh, uh, the Women of Wonder uh, Gallery was hosting a private screen of Wakanda, and uh, they were inducting Bay Charlene Williams. And I didn't, I didn't have the information, but you have to have a ticket. The movie's at 3.30 uh, at the Pacific Place, and then also there's a reception that's going to be at 7 o'clock. You have to have a ticket. And if you go to Dear Sister, D-E-A-R-S-I-S-T-A dot com, you, go, you can go there and get your ticket. You have to have a ticket for that. And then we'll remind people on Veterans Day, uh, there's the first Sam Bruce breakfast. Uh, Ray Miller just informed me he's the president of the Seattle chapter. That's going to be happening uh, on November 12th at Simply Soul 2321 South Jackson. And uh, the veterans can eat free off the senior citizens menu. And I also want to say that uh, on uh, the NAACP election will be uh, on uh, November 19th from 12 uh, until 6, 12 noon to 6 p.m. And you have to have been a member of the last 30 days. So Eddie Ryan was another district of Urban Forum Northwest doing it from couldn't get my Zoom to work. I was on the phone. So if I sound bad, that's what happened. Thank you, Eric, for coordinating everything. I appreciate you.